Hello, this is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice, with me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell-West. Those of you who um, are slightly more alert than others will have noticed a difference in tone in this recording, which is due to the fact that uh, since we're still amongst the February season of mists and rotten diseases, I'm at home with a cold and we're recording this over the internet. Fungus, um, virus, wonderful, wonderful things. The virus was what you gave me last time after uh, after the uh, uh, we did not take such basic precautions. Sorry. Oh dear. Yeah, all right. He's doing his looking contrite and little puppy dog eyes routine. But I pay no attention to that. It occasionally works. <laughs> so, in, in the interest of this, I think we're going to have a brief segment about uh, diseases and not feeling well. Um, in a little in a little while, but first, I think I will mention our friends, acquaintances at the Bundle of Holding are still, when this goes out, going to be um, putting out uh, their bundle of um, Castle Falkenstein for roughly a, roughly another week. Roughly another week. This is a very interesting and innovative game game system. A lovely set setting with. Um, some flaws to it, um, but it's definitely of interest to anybody who looks at the state of the art in role playing games. It's it's from nineteen ninety five. Yeah, yeah, and it was influential. It mm-hmm. um, what one of the innovative things it did, um, which is, I can't tell if this was before or after the early um, fudge system, but it's very. Um, reminiscent of what fate does now is make uh, is to rank um, the the skills rather than giving them a numerical value and it also makes um, your character sheet into uh, the journal of the um, of the character in world which is um, something I'm not sure ever got seriously taken up but for people who like to create secondary stuff about their characters it's a great encouragement i do You're see also- influences from amber diceless role playing here which was a few years earlier uh yeah. where, where you you explicitly got bonus points for um keeping keeping a journal of the campaign and writing poetry about it and various other things of that sort yeah and that too had an effect but not as much as an effect we i think and i think we'd all like to have it has a slightly clunky, ordinary playing card-based uh, resolution mechanic, uh, which I think could really do with a second edition if anybody with an insane Kickstarter habit really wants to try and provide one. But everything- well, 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 Mike Pondsmith is clearly open to licensing his stuff because Cyberpunk Red is in the process of coming out. Uh huh. Well, well, maybe we should uh, mention it to mention it to someone. The books, um are very nice the the physical books are very nice nicely produced and nice things to to have and to divide up into um setting stuff at the start done in full color and the uh, and the mechanical stuff to uh towards the end it's very well designed it reminds me a bit of that peculiar experiment uh dream park which i think was also the same company wasn't it same designer yeah um it's great. It's great fun, and there's not only all the classical stuff, but some 
mostly, well, it's obviously mostly fan-based supplementary material. So what is this world? I mean, it's basically, it, it's steampunk before steampunk, really, isn't it? It's steampunk and magic and um, and and, and uh, a fantasy parallel, parallel 19th century in which you're mostly uh, playing uh, the good guys uh, who are trying to stop all this terrible um, technology and science and... Um, and industrialization from ah the luddites right I, yeah yeah i feel slightly um uh, the 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 british um are the uh, are what are ruled by the steam lords who are what uh, who are the industrialists and one of the villains of the setting but they, i'm not don't feel so bad about this given the fact that the united states is controlled by uh, the illuminati and freemasons and people like that hmm. um which is Though, though it it ha- does romantic things like taking um, Mad King Ludwig of Bavaria and um, uh, and Emperor Joshua Norton of the United States and uh, turning them into major players in this par- parallel world. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's very stylish. It's about um, ballrooms and assignations and duels. And, and sometimes your resignation is with a dragon, but you know we're, we're modern people; we don't have a problem with that. Many, many, many people feel that uh, that, that such prejudice is to be discouraged, and, and all the all the best people certainly receive dragons um, at their soirees. Um, it, it's 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 romantic. It's the Prisoner of Zender plus airships and magic, and I can't say fairer than that, really. Uh, we, I would encourage you, sir, to take a, take a look and uh, and, uh, and perhaps encourage a few of your uh, friends of the best quality to uh, uh, to gather around a, a table and, and and shuffle some cards. I should mention in passing that if if the system is is a little too experimental for you, there is also Gerp's Castle Falkenstein, uh, which is not a um, not part of this bundle of holding, uh, but but is still available in PDF, I believe. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, there's also a friend of the podcast, Phil Masters, uh, supplement for that, which is the Ottoman Empire. He was co-author on um, the, the primary book as well. So, uh, on the primary, on the Gertz book. Yeah, and his, uh, yeah, his, his his Ottoman Empire supplement got published by Steve Jackson Games, though not by the the people who it was originally intended for. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Yes, that being a GURPS book of that of its era, uh, which is shortly before fourth edition came out, it, it also gives you a different introduction to the world in in possibly a, a less narrative and and more conventionally um, hierarchical form, which some people like me may find useful. Oh, and if you are uh, and if you want something that's slightly more um, uh, slightly more experimental in game style, then there are there are some house rules supplements. One supplement in the current bundle, which is house rules that people have tried out, including using tarot cards for the sorcery, which I think is a lovely idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, on to the next thing. Um, Before we get into the podcast proper, uh, we we should thank uh, Robert Wolfe, who who has kindly once more given us money, the sucker. Bless his little cotton, or indeed indeed, uh, indeed, uh, other types of socks. Uh, if you, if you want, want to join him, uh, we have a tip jar at paypal.me slash rogerpw. 
and while we're on the shameless self-promotion, uh, the fanzine that I co-edit with John Dalman, Path of Cunning, has just produced its second issue. Apparently, we are still the only GURPS fanzine out there, um, but we're having a lot of fun. Good. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, I'm so happy. go and have a look. It's free. I'll put it in the show yeah. notes. Please do. As I was saying, cough, cough. <laughs> no, no. Insert suitable funereal music here. Illness. It strikes me. Um, comes in two different sorts in uh, in in stories and in role playing games. There are there's illness as an event, as a thing that happens, and then passes away either into death or into some other resolution. And and the other the other kind is illness as an ongoing condition, the thing you live with. A thing that is always there in the background, hmm. and the other distinction, of course, is between sickness that happens to you and sickness happens to other people. That's the difference between comedy and tragedy, isn't it? <laughs> well, no, really. Um, I, I, as as the example of a an event sickness, um, and I'm, I'm not just taking this out of my personal condition of the current headlines. Let us consider a worldwide pandemic, which is the story of something like Survivors, or um, what I've been reading at the moment, uh, Nora Roberts' um, new uh, fantasy trilogy, in which she tries to do magic re- returning after a worldwide plague. She's not really... Nora Roberts, uh, a.k.a. Uh, J.D. Robb, is a guilty pleasure of mine. She's a romance author who tries other things, and sometimes she's better at it than others. Yeah, uh, I, I feel that she's not... Though there are certain things, part, uh, tropes of science fiction that I regard as standard and essential, which she regards as, ooh, this is a bit iffy and I'm not really happy about that. Yeah. Uh, she she doesn't... Uh, when, when she does uh, the, the, the In-Death se- series, she's not really quite grasped how much change is likely in the next hundred years nor how much it would take to build up an off-world empire, which her Earth seems to have casually acquired. Yeah, though, as I always say, Terry Nation never really worked out the difference between a galaxy and a solar system, and he, and he did all right. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, anyway, she's, she has done uh, uh, a, a, new, a, new, a new sequence invo- involving every, almost everybody dying and some of the rest turning out to be magicians and fairies and stuff. It's... Anyway... That's that 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 sort of big event, and it can be a zombie plague or anything you like. That happens as a background and a thing to overcome, and a thing to change the world with. I think. Yeah, we we've talked previously about I think post-apocalyptic games, and certainly about transformative moments. And my preference for, yeah, I I, I would run the adventure that starts approximately now, as people are just starting to take the disease seriously. And, yeah. and and then skips forward, you know, a month, two months, six months. Yeah, yeah. We hope we aren't tempting fate by by mentioning this. That is one sort, but the other sort I think is more interesting, and that is a disease which defines character, which you take on the the disadvantage, and if you do it well, you 
make the character partly about what's wrong with them. Yeah, now this this is something that the pulps tend not to do because in the pulp era, a, a, a disease is something to be overcome because you're you're a hero. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's something, I mean, I, I haven't looked up the numbers, but I, but I would rather be concerned that that, that the correlation of people people um, having to use wheelchairs with villains in pulps is probably positive. Yeah, uh, <laughs> later on you get uh, you get Professor X. And the later on, still, some revisionist sod or other decides that uh, Professor X really ought to be a villain in the wheelchair in the Ultimate Universe. I mean, I really, I can't stand it. Some people just, some people just can't stand having heroes around. <laughs> but yeah, well, it, it, I think it's mostly that in the pulp era, really debilitating disease was utterly debilitating. We've got gotten better at handling that sort of stuff but take a look at at um the tv series house and the character of the the of the of the eponymous anti-hero mm-hmm. he is very much defined by what's wrong with him um primarily by uh by his limp and by his his problem with pain and controlling controlling it it's left as a sort of in doubt whether he's being an asshole is due to um, some sort of disease, um, but well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he would like to think so. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think. I don't think so. He uh, now. This is the point I'm going, going to try and I make. The, what he has done is he has internalised his differences and allowed them to be partly the definition of himself. And I think this is something that um, all of us do. Um, and um, with more, uh, greater or lesser justification. I've allowed uh, my obesity to define my character. I, I don't really have a, a choice in this matter much, um, but but uh, being overweight or striving to overcome it is part of my central character in a way that um, some diseases which have come on me in later life don't quite define me. And I think this is something we can look at as um, as a factor going into character creation. The disease, you have a disease, you have something wrong with you. Do you want it to go away? Do you, do you want it to go... Your character has something wrong with them. Do you want that to go away? Or do you want to keep it and hug it to you? Well, to, to jump track slightly, when I'm designing a character in GURPS, if I have an idea of who they are, very yeah. often I, I find I can, I can write up some mental disadvantages which describe the sort of thing they're going to be doing anyway and th- yeah. th- th- and those are not disadvantages that i'm just saying oh well i'll take this to the points i'll buy it off later you know, that, that's something that's going to stay on the sheet <clears throat> there, there is uh, one character of, uh, in a campaign that's in the process of ending um who took after the campaign had started overconfidence mm. because it was the way she was acting i mean she didn't get any bonus points for it but it just needed to yeah. be there on the sheet well perfectly true um, well, I was thinking of a character in my Stargate, my Victorian Stargate game, um, who had addiction to cocaine and addiction to gambling, and I never did anything with these story elements. It defined her as this kind of type of type of person she was, um, reckless, um, over self confident, 
um, and and blithely I'm concerned about dangers. Mm-hmm. But um, I could have written stories about when her cocaine addiction got them into trouble, but I never chose to because it just and I because I think partly because if I had brought it to the attention, I'd made it the central part of the uh, of that particular episode. I would have had to get moralistic about it and talk about the chances of her overcoming her condition, mm. which I think would have spoiled the feeling of the game and maybe have spoiled the character. I think conventional role-playing doesn't really do, in, in a technical sense, drama well, the struggle of person against their self or yeah. whatever. And, and the, the, particularly the fight against a, men, a mental problem, but I'd say also a, a fight against a physical problem. You know, am, am, am I going to do what everybody says and just waste away in bed for the rest of my life, or am I going to do something about it? Obviously, the, the more cinematic disease, the easier that is. Um, yeah. But that that is essentially a single-person struggle. Yes, you're right. That's, that and, is the problem. Uh, all right. Uh, you, you can have and this uh, this session of the game is mostly about this particular character, but uh, but I don't think it's something that sits well with with the conventional party approach. Yeah, they, it is possible to get other people involved, or at least uh, screenwriters seem uh, uh, seem to like writing endless scenes in which people empathise at each other. But I don't think this actually works well in role playing games. Um, I've not been con- I've not been convinced by Robin Moore's model in um, Hillfolk, whatever it's called, um, drama, drama system, si- drama system, um, in-, in which people want to give and take and exchange favors and get people to do other things for you. I'm not sure that works as a- to generate actual drama, but on the other hand, I don't know that most gamers are going to be interested in empathising regularly with other players and holding their hand with other player characters and holding their hands and encouraging their way through. It, it can depend on the game. I mean, I've certainly been in games where that sort of thing happened, but I don't think I've ever been in which, in which it was a primary activity. I mean, that that, yeah. that 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 feels to me like a downtime activity. Um, mm. Okay, so we, so we've gone on the adventure, and now. Um, your your mother is sick, or or you caught a weird tropical disease from the, from that mosquito while, while we were running away from the Nazis, or you know, yeah. The that brings me back to disease as a single event, which uh, but considered as something that the player character contracts. Mm. Disease. I mean, most well, I, I think this is have... not to be done lightly because because there there is an escapist component to a lot of games, and yeah. commonplace diseases are definitely a thing one, one wants to escape from. I feel. How about exotic diseases? Well, I would I would say significant diseases. What's the difference? The significant disease has a connection to the plot. It's not um, you 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 got bitten by the wrong mosquito. It's uh, it it. it the, the 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 king is sick because the land is sick. Yeah, the Kieran. I, the, the the thing that struck comes to my mind is Kieran Arise in that episode of Deep Space Nine where they all got uh, illness in their communications, and her solution was to go and find the person who created the artificial virus, sit right next to him, and saying, "You're getting it," 
unless you go and find a cure. Which I thought was a, a very mm. nice uh, a piece of uh, piece of storytelling, and and was actually quite affecting um, at the moment it, it happened. So struggling, th- if you have the disease, then you ought to be the one to find the cure. If you see what I mean, yeah, or, poss- that- or possibly the whole party has it, um, mm. and you know. Now, now, now we've got to bash the Nazis, even though we're having to run off to the loo every five minutes, or, or of some equivalent. I think a closed environment like a spaceship or a space station makes uh, for a good thing. In fact, being the crew on a on a ship, a spaceship, or a, or an aircraft, as the disease spreads and you have to you have to get somewhere safe, I think that could make a nice that nice interesting scenario could also make a lot of people very dead but um, hey mm-hmm. uh in, in a spaceship you also have the option of you, you are sleeping one night when there when there is a, a very loud womp noise and and the ship's ai tells you that it's detected disease so it's isolated all the crew from each other <coughs> oh dear uh, that's um that would be the logical thing to do of course you then discover that the disease is in the ship's computer but no no that, that hang on hang on no I think one of the uninteresting forms of disease uh, in, in, in fiction is a condition which alters the world and just keeps going on and you, it, you never get anything back to anything like normality. Uh, this is why I don't, I don't think uh, the, 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 the omnipresent zombie plague is really interesting because all... The, Unless you can overcome it, um, that, a, a period where where the world has changed for the worse permanently, I don't think is terribly is don't think is terribly interesting to most people. That that's one of the reasons I uh, like the day of the Triffids over many other apocalypses, because, because. At, I don't think it counts as a spoiler at this point. But uh, by, by the end of it, our our heroes are in a place that is reasonably safe. Yeah, and. While they probably aren't going to drive the Triffids back, they they at least have enough of a civilizational base that that, that that's the thing they can see future generations doing. Yeah, um, and Wyndham's uh, Wyndham's disasters are, are are like that. Yeah, it's the same in the Crack and Wakes. The the things from the stars hit the oceans, but I I got a vague memory that it's it's like War of the Worlds, another one where Earth's environment proves too much for them. Rather than the human beings prove too much. For yeah, but but the, I, th- I think more more generally, while while I'm quite fond of hopeless games in the right context, in, in particularly if you're going to smash civilization, I, I I like the idea that there is some hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah there the, is the, a... this, this is the beginning of the long hard fight that we think we can win, as opposed to holy crap, are we going to survive the day? Ah, uh, well, hopefully my current my current uh, condition will. Yield to um, a, a lot of um, a lot of lemsip and uh, and and, a, and, a, and an early night, but let's move on to another topic. quite a technical sort of person in my daily life. I play with computers for fun and sometimes people are foolish enough to pay me. But when I'm gaming, I typically work on paper. 
Uh, I may have mm. a PDF rulebook off to one side, but the particularly the adventure I'm running, I, I will always print out if I need to. But it does seem to me that this, this is potentially obsolete. Um, so what what can we do, and what should we do, and what can we usefully do uh, to eliminate paper, and where is it worth keeping? Well, the virtue of paper is that it it will work with almost anybody. Um, I, I do have a blind player um, in one of my, my groups, um, and his uh, his needs are served by uh, the sighted person to, uh, uh, sitting next to him. But almost everybody can pick up a piece of paper, read it, and understand it. I don't need to worry about compatibility between my systems and their, and their systems. But that said, um, it is get it is getting easier for people to for people's systems to communicate with each other, and it is getting easier to um, access a material uh, from remote servers whilst you're at um, at at the at the gaming table. In many ways, this is a blessing. If I can access my home computer. Uh, from my from wherever I am, and sometimes I can, um, then I I can find all my notes that I have conveniently forgotten to bring. I can find the player character which I have left somewhere else. Um, we didn't actually do that when we did uh, mm-hmm. the the game at uh, at Stabcon, as I recall. I found an earlier version on my iPad, but I. It's hard enough to send a simple character sheet to another player, to from the GM to a player, on the on the device which they undoubtedly have. Um, when was the last time you were at a, a game when somebody said, "No, I don't have any any anything like that. I I don't have a phone. I don't have." Almost never nowadays. Um, I think mo- most people I know will have something, but they may not necessarily want to use it in a game. I, I've often found um, people being in a research race. You know, the GM says, "Okay, here's a, here's a minor point, and I don't know exactly what it is. So let, let's see if we can find that find it out." It's worse than that. They will say that they, they will say they will. The GM doesn't even have to trigger that. Uh, they will. They will. They will start research search races off their own bat. And uh, well, really, oh! that that matters to me. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Pick up and start poking my phone in the middle of something. Well, I, I, in that case, I have I have a, at least one group of mad players who will look at me and say, "In eighteen ninety five, I don't think so," and go off and try and research this the uh, what was known about the um, more obscure bits of uh, let us say the the uh, periodic table of the elements. Oh, for, uh, for, for me, that's a post game thing, but yeah, well. Yeah, they're, they're, they want to show off. They have their devices. They want to show off, and they want to impose their technical knowledge on me. And often, um, often I, I I will not resent this too much, but it is um, it is something I wish I could keep better under control. Look, looking at that exact example uh, where I was essentially playing with a character sheet on my phone, uh, what I did in, end up doing was was copying off several numbers because some of them change and what. One one thing phones are not generally very good at is editing stuff. That's true. 
yeah, scribbling notes. I keep my uh, my character sheet for our Vampire the Masquerade game uh, in in electronic form on my main computer because we're and because we're doing this over the internet. Um, it isn't any any strain at all. For reasons I don't entirely understand, I print the character sheet out before each game. And I'm not quite sure why I do that. Well, I've been doing the same thing. Um, that's because I, I've... I don't know. I mean, may, maybe a, a recent high-resolution iPad or whatever can do this better. But I, I can simply apprehend a, a piece of paper A4 faster than I can a similarly-sized laptop screen. It's true. I think it may be that there is something in the modern, the current generation of screens that is unfriendly to our eyes, or it may be that we're both getting a little old. Um, it, it result, reading things in in PDF form on a on an iPad is more of a strain than I would like it to be. And, and you have an iPad that's close to being full size, haven't you? Yeah, I have the I have an iPad Pro. Which is very nice, and it was a, a present, and I would like to thank my brother David for his consideration. It would have been nicer still if it wasn't the Wi-Fi only version. But hey, that's not that's not. You'll never hear this, will it? No. <laughs> I think the iPad Pro is about the minimum um, you would need for a uh, GM's uh, GM's laptop stroke tablet at the uh, at the gaming table. It's, it's about as small as I, w- I want to get and have in front of me at, at the gaming table. Mm-hmm. It's There, there, uh, there have been, certainly been occasions when it would be really nice to be able to sketch a map or something, and that's the sort of size yeah. I want. Yeah, and the and with the suitable stylus, which I don't have, the iPad Pro will will, will act as a, a sketch and will say uh, as a sketch pad and will save things for mm-hmm. you. But I think we're not quite yet at the stage where such things flow naturally. Um, that there's still issues of um, of compatibility and of ease of use at the table, which make paper and pencil um, something you don't want to be without. And if you're a good GM, you never are. Yeah, certainly one of the reasons I like uh, printing stuff out is for things that are happening during the game. I mean, there are programs that let you annotate PDFs, but Mm. I mean, whether it's the bad guy's got this many hit points left or whether it's, okay, the party has gone in here and so they've bypassed this thing, so that won't happen anymore. I I, I like to be able to say, okay, over here where, where where the adventure talks about it happening, I will just put a line through that paragraph to remind me not to do it. Yeah, the for e, uh, for ease of use, we are still de- uh, dependent on um, on paper. I will say one thing though um, that I've noticed, and I'm gaming more and more in people's houses. I noticed that uh, accessing somebody else's printer is becoming a lot easier mm-hmm. um, uh, from uh, from almost every. Uh, sort of tablet and uh, and laptop. You uh, as long as your host um, will allow you access to their network, and most of our hosts, being middle class types, do have that sort of thing. Um, you can you can print you can print out character sheets, uh, maps, and what have you on the spot when you discover you suddenly need them, and that's mm. nice. 
Yeah, and I, I do not have a tablet. Uh, I, I have a phone which, by modern standards, I think is a fairly normal-sized sort of phone. It, it's quite big by a few years ago standards. Um, on that, I, it, it's a for me, it's a backup device. Um, yeah. if, if I'm running, say, GURPS, obviously I'm not going to take the entire GURPS library with me, um, no. but, but, but I will now take fewer books uh, because I know I, if, if I need to check something, I can do a quick text search on the phone. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to read the whole book that way. But, but no, I have uh, I, my, my, uh, my iPad Pro has um, the two core GURPS books and as much else as I think I might need. Um, uh, immediately to hand uh, using Goodreader, um, I, can, I can get I can get a full page of uh, of a GURPS book onto onto the big screen of it and read and read and search it quite quite easily. This can easily devolve into um, rules consultation, which is not a good mode, but. Um, yeah, well, got... that, that's the that's the thing that's I, I think well I think the tablet has it over the phone, in that you could, that's the thing you can potentially do relatively quickly and then get back into the game. Yeah, would you bring a a, a, a lightweight laptop to the to a game as a regular thing, or is oh, this something you're you're resisting? I prefer not to. Um, and th- this is perhaps of, of a piece with my general dislike for app based board games. Um, I spend a lot of time with computers anyway, and if I've gone to the trouble of going to where other people are or getting them to come to me, I would I would rather have less intermediation. Yeah, that is the prob- That is the problem. There is always a hiccup between uh, going from. I mean, there's there's always a hiccup when I uh, when I pause and look at my written notes, uh, but it's slightly less of a hiccup than when I have to get out it and get it doing when i can say come the day when i can say oh damn it what's it, uh, uh, alexa uh look, look up alchemy in 1849 um then maybe um i i will be i will be able to um incorporate this better into my gaming oh dear i've got a horrid feeling that might actually be possible now and this would cause me to want to buy a fussy little device yeah, I mean, it's certainly possible to have fully computer-moderated dungeon bashes. That's an awful lot of computer RPGs. Yeah. Um, as a GM's assistant, I don't know, do you think voice has enough bandwidth for that? Mm. If, if, it, if it could spit it back as, as a potted summary that takes up one screen, perhaps. I don't see you with that. I don't. I don't want the 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 cute little device to ter, uh, to talk at me. That perhaps, perhaps that command should be Alexa, show me alchemy eighteen ninety five. Mm-hmm. But um, I I don't I don't want that computer that beautifully modulated computer generated voice. It would get on my tits. I'm afraid. Might be good for an <sighs> NPC or two. Yeah. Those of you who are involved in the... Actually, that's a really good idea. Now, hang on a second. You, you've diverted me here. Yes, um, actually, I'm sure that's, that's, that's possible to, uh, to, to use the, 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 the voice generation software there is at the moment to create at least a, a reasonably sounding damsel in distress and or a white person stroking master villain. <laughs> um, out of um, 
On the other hand, I'm an actor, um, and though I can't do the damsel in distress as convincingly, I can certainly do the master villain stroking his Persian cat. Um, where had I got to? You diverted me. I was going to wrap wrap things up. Uh, this let the, those. I, I know what I was going to say. Let those of you who are involved in the tech business and can come up with implausible large amounts of money um, to uh, to finance the next developments. Please take uh, take um, note that there are things that GMs want, and you could probably give us. In fact, there are probably things we 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 don't know we need. You could probably give us. Get onto it. Yeah, I think what what I would like is the equivalent of of sticky tabs down the sides of the pages, which I believe some PDF readers can now do. Yeah, um, I'm I'm still adapting to uh, to sticky tab, tabs down the back side of the pages. And, that, that, and that's for, that, for me. And and then the ability not not to say here is a post it note attached to the PDF, which is what I've seen before. But no, I'm just going to scroll on this PDF, and you're going to save that in a separate file. Mm. I could probably write that. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's fortune may be founded here. It certainly isn't mine. <laughs> Onwards! And now, the final part of our serial The Fathomless Sleep. Aftermath. Yeah. I think we got to the end of this. It's a saying too. Daily. What did they do to, to Helen? I think they just left her down there. What? Among those... Don't think too hard about those things, but they're bad enough. Just, did you get a look? Just a little. Yeah. So they left her there two weeks. Oh, dear God. Oh, dear God. But he's not going to do that again. You have him, and you have a barely alive, beaten up stranger. Mm Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? I think, you know, I really do have to check the other cars. Uh, there are signs for, of... For other beaten-up strangers. There are no other beaten-up strangers, but there are signs of the people bleeding a lot had been in the back of some of them. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Is there any, any sort of lid to this pit? No. There's... Uh, no, no, there's just a... Well, there's a... A wooden covering. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not mm. exposed to the outside, or presumably they'd be screaming for a start. Mm. But we're, we're still presumably on the property. Yeah. And there's, there's no way we can do anything about them down there. No. You could send the army down, and they couldn't do a whole lot in a space like that. We can we can look for any records. I don't think they're going to find much, but I can there's check. That. There's barely, there's barely a, a list of the cars yeah. that he's is uh, repaired. This this isn't uh, an advertisement for the Better Business Bureau. Yeah. There's some. Un- okay. There's some. Oh. Unnumbered bills underneath his um, 
underneath his bed, which I think, along with your fee for this case, will take care of your current brokenness. Okay. This is still the 1930s. This is still mining country in places. It shouldn't be too hard to get a small amount of explosives and just collapse that shaft. No, it's doable. And you managed to find somebody who's willing to do it for a certain amount of money. So much the better. And from there, I think we're going to have to go back and talk to Margaret. Yeah, what do you tell her? She's been terrified. I knew that. I don't just mean a scary thing. I mean, she has been... You know anyone who was in the war? A few. Like that. It's not just that you're scared for your life. It's that you're always scared for your life. And it never stops. Who's to blame? The guy who did it isn't going to be a problem anymore. What aren't you telling me? The guy who paid him to do it is a reputable businessman moving into town. Uh In the casino and magazines business. Uh Uh-huh. Are you advising me not to do anything about him? I'm advising you that that would be a short trip to a nice deep hole. We're talking about the sort of person who, well, simply has people killed. Yeah. I suppose I should count myself lucky he didn't do anything so direct to Helen, but I I really can't. I know somebody who might, might be able to help with her. But the, the, the best I can say is it's not going to happen to anybody else. Well, I'd see certainly is your friend qualified? At, at oh, very much so. Well, G- give her um, yeah. Thank you. Max card. Thank you. I know. I suppose I should have known that in this city things wouldn't have turned out. Thank you for doing your best. Yeah. At this point, it's just tip my hat and walk away. I think it is. You have left. Um, I think her fee and your um, retrieval of goods takes care of the broke, but. I think you're, you retain the gallows humour edge. And it goes quite well with the cold-blooded, really. Yeah. Your character is a little harder, a little less uh, sympathetic towards the people who suffer because people are going to suffer. But you see, um, as you walk out into the darkness... You spot Mr. Spielman in his car with his camera waiting for somebody. And you wonder what he might be up to.
and we fade to black. Music. Cue the music. Mm -hmm. All right. That was all. That was quite good, actually. All things considered. Yeah. It didn't get as intense. It was fairly intense, but not as intense as the. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's for me a very odd crossover between pure narration, which is the sort of thing I, I, yeah. I would expect to do, particularly in a, in a two-person setting, and game mechanics. And obviously there are game mechanics, but yeah. they're pretty blunt. Presumably there, there are ways where if, if you just screw up every die roll, you can still, still get somewhere. If only to a grave. Yeah. I, 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 I was slightly annoyed finding the errors in the um, in the uh, what do you call it in the in the in the proofreading. I, which is unfair. No, it seemed to be some handout numbering problems. Yeah, um, right. and given that 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 the the challenges are so um, mechanically rigorous, they they should have been better. I didn't find it too difficult to improvise press challenges around stuff and to put in stuff that isn't anticipated mm. by the uh, uh, by 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 the scenario. That well, I I had I've been afraid that I'd be pushed into a a a problem which um, uh, which I couldn't improvise around, but that wasn't a difficulty. Well, I, it, it it helps that it's a it's a well understood setting for both of us. Yeah. You, you know what things are possible and what things aren't. I did find the one point where I went, "Why the hell did that happen?" <laughs> to be really, I mean, why was he? Um, uh, the, the the I mean, I mean, I mean, the Spielman's there and he, he's he's obnoxious, and there was a lot more of him that could have been explored. Mm -hmm. But there was a fair bit of of other things that could have been explored. But yeah, I don't know the. Um, There, there were very few I mean, com compared with uh, Trade of Cthulhu, which I've played a very little. Mm. There were very few places where I felt I ought to be spending something here. Yeah, maybe I was giving them to you too easily. I don't know. It's hard to judge precisely where the tension lies. Well, presumably, I mean, if if, if we take the standard spend mechanic as a, as a spotlight sharing thing, yeah, um, obviously there isn't that in here. But the the idea is. I guess that I'm, I'm meant to do a bunch of different things, yeah, rather than just constantly intimidate everybody, as it were. You did a fair bit of that, well, yeah. When, when you consider that, that that in the source material, it, it, it's the primary investigation method <laughs> for uh, for privatised ant police, yeah. Mm -hmm. The I'm not sure. It's not something I'd ever want to write something for myself, I think. I think it would be, well, it would be extremely difficult to write it for somebody else to read it, to somebody else to run it. Yeah. Because I, 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 I saw that great wad of problems and so on. I think one, one could possibly write it in, to improvise, maybe with a few standardised problems mm. and a few more that one would expect to make up on the spot. Yeah, but... 
and I, I, I see from, from the list of contacts that clearly not all of them are going to be of immediate relevance to this no. adventure. And the characters intended to be developed over time, and one of their next releases is planned to be uh, about Dex Raymond. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't take you through the options of Dex being um, a woman, Dex being um, uh, from a minority. It's well in in this setting. I, I, I took the default as, as, as I see it. As I see it, the. the some of the point of noir is that you've got a guy who would conventionally be the hero and he has crapped on by the universe. True. Um, I mean, in, in terms of societal regard, he, he, he is a white guy, which gives him a lot of points in 1930s Los Angeles. Yeah. And, and, and he's still crapped on. Mm. This is the thing. So, yeah. I, I could see it working differently with, with that, but maybe, maybe not. Yeah. Um, the, other, the other two detectives are more closely... More closely for uh, following the 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 not not a white guy mm -hmm. uh, option. I don't know. H have it, you read the other adventures? I've read the other adventures. Ah, yeah. Okay, I was thinking about possibly trying trying to run one. But, uh... Okay, well, I've, I've read them. That doesn't mean I've remembered them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the I felt at times there could have been a stronger. Um path towards what you had to know. Well, I was, I was flailing a bit at the beginning, but, but I, th I think, thought I picked it up yeah. reasonably effectively. And the, the, there, there was never, there is nobody left to talk to. Yeah. I, I, I was assuming that the um, cult was a red herring. Uh, Simply because there, was, right. no, there well, was no obvious way into it. Other than going out and pretending to be a, a seeker for spiritual guidance? Which, yeah. Yeah, that's I, not I, one of your strong I, I can't picture Bogart doing that. <laughs> there, 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 there are points in the, I think, in the, in the Maltese Falcon, where he, he assumes a suddenly wimpy persona, uh, puts on some glasses and a funny voice, and uh, and and goes and does that. But then Bogart was an actor. Mm. Not that I'm saying anything against your performance here. Uh, between the two of us, you're you're a whole lot more actor than I am. Yeah, right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't actually want you to say that. Um. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not sure it's it's something I'm going to do a huge amount of. Though. Hmm. I mean, I can't. I I'm not sure I can sell it to to people. I can see it working on the internet. On the internet, I could bit. I could see it as a not not a play play by relatively long narrated post sort of yeah. format. Yeah, play, play by forum rather than play by IRC. In effect. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Mm. Very slow, uh, mutually composed detective story. Yeah, you'd, you'd want people who wanted to do a lot of writing. Yeah, yeah. But that could work. Ah, that was fun. Mm. We hope you enjoyed it too. Well, Roger. That was rather good. I'm quite proud about that. So. Yeah, that, that that was now nine months ago, um, but I still yeah, have, I, I still have positive memories of it. Yeah, well, I think I think we both did a good job. There were moments of um, bashing up against the system. I'm not sure if they came across um, in the recording. 
It's it's a so, system I find fairly blunt anyway. Yeah. Um, well, I think the problem is with, with uh, the gumshoe shock system is that you have all of these pre-generated outcomes, these cards, um, and you want to use them. You are encouraged. Mm. I mean, this is a, pa- a package product um, designed for for one GM, one, one player. And it's very much not in the style of pick up and run, run, run with it. It's you do this, you go there. You do this, you get that. Yeah, um, there is. Fail, ma- this happens to you. There is material in the book um, with other contacts and how people could write their own adventures. I haven't heard of anybody doing this, but it's mm. entirely possible it's happened, and I haven't heard about it. It, yeah, it, it does uh, seem as if it'd be more of a challenge than writing normal adventures. That said, the the intention of giving you an intense a two-person role-playing experience is um, is is definitely fulfilled fulfilled mm, him. I agree. May, maybe you do need the um, the the guidelines, the the, the railway lines of uh, of something like this in order to make that work. I've been looking at, I haven't finished reading, the uh, the second in this this series, the one they've done for Knights Black Agents. And given that I've, when I ran Knights Black Agents myself, um, I felt free to go off and improvise and throw in stuff at the last minute. It's not quite as sat- satisfactory, but that may be my memories of having done the full version of the game system interfering with my appreciation of what Robin's done to uh, to put this 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 product this 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 um, dedicated system out there. Yeah, I mean, if if you in in the packaged adventures at least you you've got status cards for ver- for various likely outcomes, and if if the player says, "Well, hey, I'm going to approach this house by going down the sewers." Uh, well, you, you, yeah. you don't have a status card for you covered with crap. Yeah, well, yeah, there are blank status cards. I think I could scribble you're covered <laughs> with crap. Oh, one of them. Um, and you're covered with crap. You've been bitten by rats. Um, all sorts of interesting things happen when you go down sewers, but we probably will not do a segment about sewers because, honestly, we have a reputation to maintain. We do, don't we? We do. Um, Let me think about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, let, let's just say, um, given that I have access to groups of more than one other player, I don't see this replacing um, more conventional role-playing for me. No, it's a, it's a very interesting sensation to do. I, I don't know... You see, I've never come across a single person, per, uh, one, one-on-one role-playing, except as a subset of um, of of a, of a team game. Same here. Uh, yeah, you, you you might take a player aside. You might do email correspondence and blue booking with one GM, one player. But the story always involves uh, more people, and I've never, I. I, I, there was a sort of some one-to-one. In fact, one-to-one was pretty much it when I was trying to do commercial play-by-mail um, 
playing uh, back in the 80s and 90s, which was really turns out to be a terribly stupid idea. Don't, don't try it at home. I, uh, I've, I've done something a bit like that, though it wasn't commercial. That was just because you know the, the people who were interested were in lots of different places. They weren't going to be lined up in time. It was simply, from the point of view of coordination, just to run them, run them as separate games. I sort of wish I'd done that with my unsuccessful Ask Magica online game, because getting people together was a bugger. And Ask Magica is pretty much dedicated to uh, some people going off and sitting in laboratories um, for great lengths of time. Mm-hmm. It's the um, mercury fumes, you know, you get used to them after a while. Yeah, mer- mer- mercury, no- nothing. Adamantium fumes, that, that, that's what really pickles your brain, <laughs> I tell you. Um, would we do this again? I think uh, so. Oh, well, maybe if I maybe if I can get my head around some of the Knights Black Agent stuff, we might we might try another or another I, could, I, could, I could run something. If you got something, I, w- I wouldn't say no. Uh, I was looking at some of the other um, the, the other two settings in in that uh, original book, and I think there's potential there at least. Yeah, I would have to pretend not to have read them though. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, but there are some interesting social dilemmas built into. Uh, the the other the other two one one's a woman and one's a black detective in Was- wartime Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be appropriation in my case, very probably. Well, and yeah, but, be... but but there's also exploring the problems as well, as well as the upsides. So yeah, true. I'm going to praise Pelgrane Press for doing this. I'm not sure it's. Um... How can I put this polite? I'm not. I, I doubt me, and it be commercial. I think is what I have to say at this moment in time. Um, there, there. I'm not sure there is a wave of the future. Uh, maybe there's a technological place for one-on-one, um, for one-on-one uh, GMing. Maybe it's a thing that can happen more over the internet. Um, I could see that. I could see that working to a degree. But I'm not sure I want this system. If I were to do that sort of thing on on an ongoing campaign ba- basis, I probably wouldn't want this system. It is yeah, it is too directed. There, there was a bundle of holding called uh, Just for Two, I think, which, which had a bunch of other systems, but they were all of the broadly indie flavour. Yeah. Well, this isn't exactly uh, mainstream. Let's remind well, that, that, that's the thing. This, this is the most mainstream of them. True. This is, uh, yeah, they're, 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 this isn't d and I don't think you could do D&D, what could you do? Dungeon crawling, one-on-one. I remember years ago, I was at a, a games, one of the early games days in London, and they had a, a, a pop quiz to get into the um, D&D finalists. And the first question was, you find yourself outside the dungeon, what is the first thing you do? The answer they were looking for was light a torch. My answer was go and find somebody else to come down with me, mm. um, and and I got criticised for saying that. <laughs> I feel I feel I feel going down a dungeon on your own is probably indicate indicative of uh, suicidal um, uh, ideation, as as the psychiatrists say nowadays. So so what do they do if you if your answer is return to my lair in the deepest level? Yeah, you're you're playing uh, monsters, monsters, and not D and D, or maybe World of Darkness or something. We didn't have. Whoa, we didn't have World of Darkness in those days. 
We got oh. eaten, eaten by a dragon, so we were happy with it. Yes, yes. Oh, dear. Well, I haven't got anything more to say about... Um, I, I thought I thought the uh, the degree of period detail in uh, in what we in what we played out was really rather nice. Well, it was an interesting uh, composite of um, actual period detail and pulpiness period detail. Yeah, um, the I mean your your actual pulps ne- never mention the screenwriters being accused of communism, for example. Well, yeah, the, there's an awful lot of research about um, about Los Angeles in that time period that's gone into doing this which i i think really is really crying out to be uh, to be used in something that isn't quite so niche mm. um, but uh, there's a lot of stuff about how corrupt uh, los angeles was at the time and people will tell me people on the internet tell me that that it still is um the... I, I think it works uh, that that particular style works well because the classic noir detective is a lone hero I mean, yeah. if, if he's got a partner, it's, he's, he's, he's there to get shot in the first act. Yeah. Um, he he, you know, he may have the secretary whom he flirts with, but that's about it. Yeah, I, I don't think the standard NAR detective can afford a secretary. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 th- I thought it was very interesting. I'm not sure how much... Um, I mean, Cthulhu was sort of on the fringes of uh, of all the corruption, wasn't it? There was... That we never got the sense that any of the wise guys or others were that connected. There was just this one fella who did favours for um, mm-hmm. for people in more conventional forms of corruption. Yeah, it, and as far as they were concerned, they they sent people to him and they came back different or not at all. Yeah, um, less less is, troublesome. Yeah, um, and. Uh, there's a lot of stuff um, in the background about the possibility of uh, of geomancy in the in in the great city planning sweeps that go through American cities at this time, Los Angeles specifically, mm-hmm. but I think Chicago. Well, Chicago got remade in geomantic ways earlier on, I seem to recall. Um, so, uh, but but yeah, the the. The the magic in the in the architecture of the nineteen of the nineteen thirties and forties is definitely something you could exploit. Mm-hmm. I think that's going off into Tim Powers um, <laughs> territory rather than H. P. Lovecraft. Yeah, so certainly I think there'd be a more Lovecraftian scope. I mean, I, I've had a skim through that adventure since we finished it, and there were some other Lovecraftian bits that I just didn't poke at. So yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, let uh, let us say an interesting experiment. We may do something like it again. Indeed. And we hope it gave you pleasure. If you'd like to tell us about your experiences playing just one GM and one player, then you can reach us... Leave a message on the website or email podcast at tekeli.ly. We'll be back with more ideas how you can turn uh, disasters unfolding in the headlines into material for your games uh, in another month. And we hope it stays fine for you, and we hope it gets better for us. All hail the viral overlord. I personally welcome our new uh, Gauze Masters. Masters. (laughs) 